You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's a problem-free philosophy. Happy Saturday, everybody. Thanks again for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. This year, I'm proud to announce that we are now your independent travel agency and Walt Express travel affiliate with WaltExpress.com. It's a brand new year in 2018. And just like us, I know you're the same way. Walt Disney and Disney in general is always on your mind. Where am I going to go to next? Disneyland, Disney World. Cruise Line, maybe, or Adventures by Disney. Well, let us help you plan that next Disney vacation, that next mousecapade. Go ahead and give us a text at 407-674-0414 or shoot us an email at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. All we'll need is just a little information from you guys. And we will work together to plan your next Disney vacation in 2018. In this episode, we will be discussing the top 10 attractions that are overlooked at Walt Disney World. And this could be in any park. I'm going to start us off at the Magic Kingdom, though, listeners, and Chrissy and Vicky. And I'm going to start with the People Mover. That is definitely an overlooked attraction, but I love it. It is my husband's favorite ride. He will ride that all day long oh, if I will let him. And I did two summers ago. It was so hot. My sister and Michael went shopping, and I'm like, and you know, I love to shop, but I'm like, too hot I'm to shop up here. I'm going to ride this, and the cast member just let me ride it probably six times in a row. That oh, is that a nice is... thing. If it's not crowded, they will, if you just give them the universal signal that you like to say where you wish your finger around, they will let you ride it again. Uh, they did that the one day. It was a little chilly, though. That day was like 42 degrees, and Brad wanted to keep riding it, and I like had my coat up. I looked like an Eskimo. I think you saw pictures. Haley was making fun of me. But anyway, yeah, you need to ride it. Oh, absolutely. They need to extend it around the park. I really like this ride, and it's very underrated. You know, it's a relaxing environment, and you get to sit through the whole ride, listen to a narration of all the other attractions below you through Tomorrowland, and you really do get some really good views of the castle and all the other lands throughout the Magic Kingdom. It's also an awesome place to people watch. If you are a people watcher, that is where you need to be. You can see some interesting individuals walking below so they need to rename it to the people watcher (laughs) there you go i I wonder because there are a lot of people doing that it's or it's fun to try to find like we look for our kids i don't think so i people watch when i rock in the rocking chairs in frontierland on my bench so you people watch right so you're on a bench so you people watch while you're on the people mover yes okay 
Well, and, and it was interesting to me when we went on Christmas Day and we're riding it, just that little temperature drop caused the crowds to stay away. So a lot of my pictures, if you were watching on Facebook, you could see the lack of people that sure. were down below. I took a lot of pictures so you could see from one day to another how many people were not there just from a little bit of a temperature dip. I like the people mover because it kind of gives that throwback to Walt's vision of right. what the future was going to look like. Like an Epcot. Yeah, yeah. I just, I love that kind of retro future feel that it has. I don't know. I'm a nerd. So that was supposed oh. to be their source of basically transportation for everyone that lived within that community mm -hmm. to work and back home. Even the staging and the characters kind of have that throwback feel to me. And I just, I eat that kind of 60s, like, vision of the future up. I just, I really, I like that. If I could go back in time, I would love to be part of, like, Walt's vision of Tomorrowland that he had in Disneyland. And that real, I right. don't know, retro, where women dressed up in the dresses at the parks and stuff. I, I don't know. I just well, even to go back that. to his vision of Epcot in itself... And how the people mover incorporated into the transportation. Because I think that was that was key for him. He wanted people to not have to drive vehicles, yeah. but to go anywhere they wanted on the people mover. Mm -hmm. Basically, like a I, sense of community. So, I mean, I, let me piggyback here. I drive to a parking garage where they were supposed to get on the people mover to go to work. I think that was his initial idea. That would be really fun. I just like it in the summer as well because it right. is a nice break when you're walking all day sit back and, and it's got beautiful views of the castle mm -hmm. like that so you people watch i look at cinderella's castle i just embrace all the disney nerdiness of it I, I was gonna say that's not the only thing i do i do like to get a good early morning picture from the of the castle because you can get some beautiful sunrise pictures that way uh kaylee went up on astro orbiter for the same exact reason just to get some awesome pictures so those two rides i know we're not talking about astro orbiter necessarily but I think that area, I don't think people realize there's a ride there. I think that they think that well, the launching pad is there for to eat food, and they just overlook it. stop on the way people to go to Astro Orbiter, uh, that line's always packed. Well, that's because there's not that many people on it, right? Isn't there yeah. like six or well, eight? They have that elevator spaceships? there as well. The whole queue area for Astro Orbiter is very awkward. Um, so I don't know if people just focus on Astro Orbiter and the launching pad being there, or it's just a way to get to Space Mountain. But I will say, when we were there last summer, there was a huge line. We It was the first time in years we didn't go on the People Mover. Sometimes people, I think, the cast members will be like, oh, you want a short line? The People Mover's open. Because I do notice that sometimes when it gets more crowded, that area does, that. like, they made us go in and out, like, the yeah, turn, the, like they had the ropes lines, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, We've never had to do this before. We just walk right in here and go right up the magical escalator that has no stairs. <laughs> it's just like a like you're on the treadmill that yeah. goes up. All right, so I'm going to keep us in the Magic Kingdom. And what do you guys think about the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse? I wish I could go to it. I haven't been on it in probably or in it in probably 20 or 25 years. So I stopped and walked up, you know, through the trail and walked up the tree for the first time ever. This last trip. And that was supposed to be one of the first we were going to do, but we didn't do it. Over Thanksgiving break. I absolutely fell in love with the view. The, oh, that, the, from yeah. that view, it's simply gorgeous. It's amazing. Yeah. So what can you see from there? Especially if you're there in the morning. The whole park. 
Oh, really? From that tree, yes, you can see everything. It is amazing. Yeah, it's it's. I just I can't. My knee can't do the stairs anymore. If there were a different way up, then I would totally do it. So I need to. And no one get was a new on it. Even throughout the day, I decided to go up up it one more time in midday. No one. I walked right up it. Walked right down. There's really you have some kids, you have some families, but I mean it's it's so big. You know, there's not really going to be much congestion at all, but. I was able to walk up and down the treehouse breeze. Yeah. Well, there's a little snack kiosk and a, like a little merchandise kiosk. And I think that a lot of times it's in the way to go up there. And people don't know that something's back there, that that tree is just not a tree that's there for. Well, there's a path. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely an interest, entrance that uh, has the Swiss family uh, crest mm-hmm. there that's hanging. And you're right. There is a kiosk there. Yeah, it's a trail that leads to it. So there's no, like, grand entrance with arrows, you know, like eat at Joe's, you know, that's saying, here, walk right. through the Swiss family Robinson tree. It, you're right. It's it's easily missed. And so that's probably why it's overlooked. But I do know that the people that I know who have been in it say it's really awesome. That's why Kaylee said when we left, we still didn't do the Swiss family Robinson oh. tree. But, I mean, we did a lot of firsts this time, so I was proud of us because we tend to get in a rut because you go to what you'll know. Oh, sure. What about Michael? Did you take, has Michael gone up on? He's never gone up with me. I will have to check with him and see if, like, my sisters have taken him. It's not something that he's ever really mentioned. Now, I do have to ask you, Nick, what do you think about the old school Swiss family theming? Do you think that needs an update? Because, like, in California, it's Tarzan's treehouse. Right. You know, you almost think it would be flip-flopped. You think that Swiss would be over at Disneyland Where it's and Tarzan would be more commercialized over at Walt Disney World. No, I don't think so. Uh, other than a possible flip-flop, but at this point you're not going to do yeah. that. The tree itself, I'm getting a little off track here. The tree itself was all made out of concrete. You would have never known unless you actually put your hand and touched it. Parts of it look extremely real mm-hmm. where you think that there are actual tree branches growing out of this darn concrete, but there isn't. It's pretty amazing, the Imagineers. The concept and what they created out of this thing. You oh, know? sure. Because it does fool you. You think you're in a real tree. You truly do. And it makes the noises like when the, the leaves rustle. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's truly immersive. And everything's below you. You, you truly do feel like you, you're immersed in a different environment. And to be able to see the park around you from a different view, it was a different perspective. There you it go. It was just a different perspective for me that I hadn't seen before. So I took it all in and went up a second time, and it was just as fun. I mean... I, Next time I take Callan, I'll go, but uh, and I'll probably stop off every time now. And that's what Disney wanted to sell you. I mean, one. you could definitely take your drink or your pineapple Dole Whip, go upstairs and uh, stand and eat it and, and watch everything below you. I mean, you can see stuff that's going on way off in Tomorrowland. I was going to say, I bet you have an awesome view of Jungle Cruise because it's right next to it. Y- you are. So, and you can see some of the boats that are going through. They're picking out the different species of plants and stuff in the very oh, yeah. beginning. You know, I think that curves right by you. All right, so for number, let's see, we've done 10, 9. Number 8, I have Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Love the Carousel of Progress. Yeah, see, it's so funny because it's not overlooked to me because that it isn't, is a must-do. It isn't for me either, yeah. but I got to say, the last handful of times I've been on, it's only been me and a few other families. Yeah. That worries me. me that they're going to get rid of it. That's why when people ask me, I always say, go on it. Because it is a part of our history, and it, it's Walt. It's, oh, yeah. It's Walt all over the place, and I think that's why I love it so much, because I, it was his vision. It is a real estate hog. I'm sure it's a money hog, too. 
for oh, that I'm big sure. disc that to make sure that's maintained all the time that you're you know that you're spinning on from decade to decade. But it's from so long ago. Do you think it's really that hard to take care of versus what we have now technologically? Sure. Um, parts readily available. Oh, um, just we're like talking a car. about cars. Just again. like a car, you know. Yeah. It has been rumored for years that, especially when it's running only seasonally or hours are cut, that it's been rumored forever that it would go away. But I just, I don't, I, I say the, the Disney fan community would have a fit, but we've had fits over other things before too. But I just, as a Walt fan, I would, I would hate to see this one go. So it is a must. Well, I love outside, you know, when you're waiting in the queue line, you have that video and oh, clip the of Brothers. the Sherman Brothers and Walt Disney singing the jingle. Yes. Your great big beautiful tomorrow. And it gets you in that right mindset of just that era. And then walking into the ride and sitting down, you get the spiel from the cast member. And then you go from decade to decade, you know, and it was really when you when I sit down, it, that's what Walt grew up with. And you venture on through the decades and it's eventually what Walt where Walt wanted to be, you know, before he passed away. I'm sure he envisioned, you know, that that decade that's supposed to be what 2000s, I think, yeah. na- you know, now, but really it's 1980, you know, represented. Right. So but I think, you know. And maybe I'm thinking too deep, but as you ride the ride, you feel I feel like I'm envisioning what Walt envisioned all along through his childhood up until through his adult years. Yeah, agreed. So I, it's a piece of Walt to me. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's why I, I want to make sure that it, I tell people to ride it because I don't want it to go away. Enough of him has gone away as it is. Like he didn't want alcohol in the parks and just little things like that. Mustaches and goatees. Yes, I just want something to stay the way he wanted or intended it to be for Walt Disney World. So next I have when it was around. It's been uh, since X'd. It's gone. But uh, the Animation Academy over at Hollywood Studios and was over at Disney Springs as well. It's a it's a place where you could, uh, you know, you wait in line. You, you go in this room and you have a Disney cast member, again, who's an artist that is teaching you how to draw specific characters. Each character was different every time you went in. And it also depended upon what artist you had. That artist would teach all the generations on how to draw Goofy, Pluto, Donald Duck, or whoever it may be, Buzz Lightyear, Woody. And it was a great experience to to sit down and feel like you're an animator. And they even gave you the animation paper. Yeah, it was a nice right. souvenir. Right, it really was. I, I get sad. I mean, it's been a few years since that's been around. But I get sad because Hollywood Studios, MGM, which is what I call it still, is, is a park that's very near and dear to my heart. And I really, Animation Academy was part of that, like, whole, I mean, I know touring the studios, seeing how a studio worked, that it's getting away from, and I understand I'm really excited for the future of Hollywood Studios. You used to, I mean, this is going back 30 years, you'd see actual animators working on the next yes. movie, and you'd, I, I, I absolutely yes. miss that. So Animation Academy, to me, was still a little part of that that we were holding on to. And don't get me wrong. I love going over to Star Wars Launch Bay. That's like, I love it. But I also miss that whole so, how to do... The film that they used to show with Robin Williams and Walter Cronkite, you know, about how animation happened. Right. I miss that whole that whole vision of what Hollywood Studios was supposed to be, the Hollywood. And it was more than just sitting down and sketching. I mean, they really taught the, the children on how to create your construction lines, right, and your shapes. Put the shapes together. And if you notice, there were no erasers in the room, you know. So 
kids had to problem solve. You know, if they made a mistake, they had to kind of live with it and kind of implement their mistake within their sketch and realize, hey, it's just a sketch and you're really this year there to have have a great time. Mm -hmm. It was just a really cool class. And like you said, Chrissy, you left with a souvenir to friend. Yeah. You know? I loved watching the artists and and them interacting with the people watching them draw. Like, they were just as excited to see us while they were working as we were to watch them and creating something. And it was so effortless for them. You know, you watch the document. You know, they have that document camera, you know, pointing down uh, on their animation table. And they, boy, they'd whip that disc around and just start sketching away with their shapes and building their construction lines. And even I would look at them and, wow, like, it was was at a fast pace, you know. And uh, although it could be hard for young children, getting back to young children. Or adults. adults as well, but <laughs> just the ease and drawing their S curves and everything else. Just I'm a dork when it comes to animation and, and to watch uh, the cast members create uh, their characters. And you're sitting down in an environment where you're at your own desk and your own animation paper, which is really cool. All geeky, you know. Oh, geeky even for non-artists. Yeah, geeky for. I was going to say I'm, I don't consider myself an artist in the way that you are, and uh, I was very intrigued by it. It's just fun to watch. It is still up and running, I believe, at um, Disneyland. Yes. Uh, yes. California Adventure and the parks throughout the world. Still there, just not at home. In the world. What about the animal viewing trails at Animal Kingdom? What are your thoughts? Those were overlooked by us for years. <clears throat> Our first time going as a family was 2009, and I think it was 2014, the Christmas of 2014, before we realized they were there. We, you know, just noticed it when we got off Kilimanjaro Safaris and needed something to do before our next Fast Pass and just ventured through it. And we really, really enjoyed it. That's also how we discovered the Rafiki's Planet Watch is, you know, so that's what you need to be mindful for, especially in Animal Kingdom. There's a lot of hidden gems in there. And that's why I think because I... Because there's oh, so much. Right. And it's hidden right in front of you. Well, the thing is, with that park, I think with so much greenery and stuff, you miss a lot. Like, it's hidden, not intentionally. There's just not those big signs that say, here I am. Just like with the Swiss Family Robinson tree. Unless you knew that that was there, you were specifically looking for that, or someone told you, like, we're telling listeners, you need to look for this, because it's really cool. Um, I know Nick teases me sometimes, but that is where you get to see some of the baby animals. They're showcased or when they got, I'm trying to think what the new thing was that I reported on last year. They had their own encasing, and that was part of the walk that you got to see those new baby animals. I can't remember which one it was now. So can you fit all the parks in Animal Kingdom? That's the rumor. Is that the, yeah, and I, what is it, uh, Kilimanjaro Safari, you could fit all of Disney, or the Magic, Magic Kingdom, Kingdom inside of just that one area, right? That's, I've, I've never, like, mapped studied it out. It or mapped right. it out, even though I'm a big old map geek. But that's the rumor. It's definitely huge. You know, there's still stuff that I, that I miss to this day. Um, but, you know, our very first trip out there, like you're saying, Vicki, uh, with Colin and Aaron and I, we, we didn't hit the trails the very first time right. we went out there. We missed it, you know. And I, honestly, to be honest with you, it was in the summertime. It was in June. Or I'll never forget our very first trip. And, you know, you're bottlenecked as soon as you get into the park mm-hmm. to go two different directions. Right. Right. It was hot. It was just the humidity was out of this world. I went and did our fast pass for the safari ride. And I think I ended up leaving after that because I couldn't take it. Too many people, too hot. Right. Let's leave. And I didn't even see anything else. Our next go around at it, we walked every inch of those trails. And because Colin wanted to. And we had our little trail guide with our animals and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And went around the entire park. 
uh, just doing that and then hit off with our fast passes that day. But really, last time I went there, it was for Colin, and he we found the trails, and that's all he did. I think for us, as we appreciate Animal Kingdom more, I'm appreciating those type of, I mean, I've done them, but in the past, would I have gone out of my way to do them? No, but I have a better appreciation for Animal Kingdom now than I think I ever have, even when it first opened. So it is something, we did not do this last trip, but I think it's something that we will probably look into doing again. I just think it's funny that it used to be a half day park for us and it's now, this last trip was a day and a half park for us. Oh, wow. wow. So for us, it was just, always a two or three ride park, not even right, half day. Right, here. <laughs> well, I mean, we wanted to make sure we did Lion King and Nemo, uh, Expedition Everest, maybe Dinosaur and Kilimanjaro Safaris. I think Joey's Road, Cali Rapids River, or River Rapids one time. But now we're appreciating it and wanting to come back. And not yeah. just because of Pandora. No, I haven't even set foot in Pandora uh, yet. I don't know. I don't know if it's because we're getting, my kids are getting older and they're appreciating it more or what the situation is. But. I think that's it for us because Michael's at an age where I think he can appreciate it more. He, he never had the attention span when he was younger. Sure. You're going to love Pandora, by the way. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I will. There's two I'm different never... experiences during the day and at night. Oh, yeah. I'm, so I'm excited for the both. evening. Um, what do you think about, you know, Discovery Island trails and the tree of life at Animal Kingdom? Now, you might look at me a little crooked and cross-eyed and say, hey, what? Tree of life. But I think people look at it, but they don't look at it. You know what I mean by that? Like the carvings exactly. and whatnot. Exactly. All the intricate details, the yeah, carvings. Yeah, I can't say that we've ever taken the time in the 20 years it's been open. And the to... hidden Mickeys and all that stuff involved yeah. in the tree. The first time we went, that is one thing that one of our friends introduced us to. I, Angela, I'm pretty sure you did, so I'll give you credit for it. While we were waiting in line to go to It's a Bug's Life or whatever, we took a lot of pictures because I was just enthralled with the details of what they had carved out. Well, now I know it's what concrete, but at the time I thought they carved it out of the wood. And but I wanted the That's different an oil rig, you know. Well, I wanted the different pictures of everything. I did not try to climb the tree like some people did a few months back, but um, it is very cool. And I think it's they did some reconstruction on it with some more waterfalls. It's even more breathtaking. If I, that's a nice way of putting it, I guess. Um, I would just encourage people to because that's something you could do if you've done all the rides and you're thinking about getting ready to leave. That's a thing that you can slowly go through. People don't usually push through, push you through sure. unless they're trying to get Yeah, to go to Discovery Island. Go on those trails and go all the way up to the tree as close as you can get. Take a look at all that stuff. I mean, I, honestly, I think out of all the icons at Disney World, that was the most imaginative piece i think i think so i'm oh, not gonna yeah. say it's the most iconic it's up there but uh, you can't get more iconic than cinderella's castle oh, i'm yeah, sorry it's gorgeous but compared to cinderella's castle cinderella's castle is plain jane sure compared to the tree of life i mean the tree of life it is crazy sick on the detail on that yeah. tree yeah they because really put a lot into it's like they made noah's ark out of the tree i mean literally every right. animal is on that tree that was in noah's ark you have to kind of think of it from that perspective sure and just, again, what you guys were saying with Swiss Family Robinson, the leaves, because that tree is not real. <laughs> and so those leaves look so real and they rustle like Chrissy yeah. was saying. And, it, you know, you just expect it like you expect a leaf to fall down sure. and an ant maybe like from Bugs Life is, you know, like coming down on top of it. You know what I mean? Like they did in the movie or whatever. That's what I envision when I'm under that tree. So I'm going to take us all the way back to the Magic Kingdom and I'm going to bring up Tom Sawyer Island at the Magic Kingdom. The best bathrooms and cleanest 
on Disney World property. So, you know, I put that to the test last time I was out there, and I would have to go a complete 180. Oh, really? And say they were, at least my trip, last trip I took over Thanksgiving break, the dirtiest restrooms. Oh, no. Wow. I've never had a bad restroom experience there. Tim concurred. Now, that specific time we went over there, there was just two employees working. One manning the raft and one over on Tom Sawyer Island. Now, there wasn't another one at the other dock. Oh, wow. So, they could have been undercast numbered, undermanned, you know. Uh, but the restrooms were dirty. It had, uh, you know, when it snows and you, you track in the dirty ew, snow, ew. right, into a building. Well, this was like just dirty dirt and everything tracked in throughout the hole and it was all wet and messy. It was nasty. They were out of paper towels, by the way. Which is so, okay and, if you have a dryer. Huh? It's okay if you have a hand and dryer. And the soap you had to press like five or six times to get enough to come out. Oh my gosh. So you know how like, so that's another thing. I know we're not talking about this, but all the restrooms at Disney World have those button push soap dispensers. Right. They're so old. And the soap comes through. You know what I'm talking about. You will know. You know. It's funny the because the soap comes through the button. You know, like they haven't changed those out in forever. You're talking about this, and I'm going back to like 25 years ago when they had powdered soap. I'm I'm, I'm having flashbacks oh, to no. the pink powdered. Oh, it was horrible. It was like laundry detergent. Yeah, it has to be bad for your hands. Wow. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. So I've never, I don't so think I, don't I remember know the, powdered soap. No, it was bad. I don't know why. I just had a flashback to the restrooms and this pink powdered soap. I. Listeners, if if you go back into like the mid '90s, tell me you remember the pink powdered soap. So maybe when so many reports were coming out that the bathrooms were clean, they decided to ease up on the mousekeeping over I in that area. No idea. I think they were understaffed, maybe. But you know, Tom Sawyer Island's a great break to get away it from is. everyone, to get away from the hustle of the Magic Kingdom, to get away from people, and to go on an adventure. You know, bridges, roped bridges, and caves. And all the different little quirks and detail that they put into Tom Sawyer Island. There's a lot over there. And, you know, a handful of times I've missed it. I just don't eat. I walk right by it. But because, you know, it does take a while to get over there. You're waiting in line. You're waiting 15, 20 minutes to get, worst case scenario, to Tom Sawyer Island. And when you leave, you can't just get up and leave. You have to wait again for the raft to come right. pick you up. But while you're over there. There's so many trails to walk on in mm-hmm. areas where if you're with a family and you want some great photo opportunities with a, a nice scenery in the background and just to get away, simply get away from people, there you go. Now, refresh my memory. I ha- I don't think I've been on Tom Sawyer's Island since Michael was five or six. Um, they used to have a little snack stand there that served fried chicken. I'm pretty sure it was fried chicken. I haven't seen. So I don't. I don't think it's been operation. I mean, it's where the like rocking chairs in the restrooms were. I'm assuming it hasn't been in operation in quite some time. Rocking chairs in Frontierland. There was like an outpost that was. Maybe maybe it wasn't fried chicken, but they served like the last handful of times I've been there. I haven't seen any concessions there. Okay, I was just Which curious. Which is why no one goes there. Right. Because <laughs> it, it's been so long since we've been, but I do remember they had a little stand that served something. Snacky yeah. food and um, sodas. So, uh, geez, I'm on my well, top ten right now, and, I, and uh, my third one that I have here now is the World Showcase. And just like the Tree of Life, you look at it, but, you know, do you really look at it? Almost with the World Showcase, handful of times I've been there, you see families just do that loop, you know? pass by everything do people actually walk through the cities 
it I think it depends on the family. The first time that we went there, we had experiences that I will not mention on air. Countries, I should say. I said cities and then countries. Yeah, I knew what you meant. But so we really didn't spend a whole lot. So when we came back in 2010, we made sure that we spent a little bit of time in every country and we watched that video uh, impressions in the France Pavilion. I don't know that that's for everybody, but it was very beautiful and made you want to visit France for sure. And we looked at everything in there very small store, which is interesting because I'm not sure why it's there. Um, we have looked in Morocco several times, uh, and this time you guys knew that I had got a henna tattoo because every time I've been there, I'm like, this is fun because it's it's going to come off if you don't like it. It's not like a permanent tattoo. And just the cultures and the things that are important to them versus what's important to us in the United States, that's interesting. The Jap the Japanese store is the one I always find oh, really intriguing. We love to go in there, and the kids love to get um, candies from there just to see the different they candy. have an amazing gift shop and candy yeah, it's, shop it's one of the best it's just interesting to see what they consider candy so they have these little things that look like a mini sized jello cup to us but their kids consider that candy and I found that interesting go we ahead we just threw away a whole bowl of those last week did you not even kidding so Aaron and I had we had bowls of candy from the Japan Pavilion and we just threw away a lot of it last week oh my kids love those things and our friends adopted from Nicaragua, so apparently they have similar likes or whatever. I should have brought them in unopened, man. I wish I would I know. Known. Well, they consider those candy in Nicaragua, too. So when they met us for the first time, they wanted us to taste their candy. And they gave us Jello. and Joey's looking at us like, this is candy? Do they know what candy? <laughs> you know, Joey's like, are they holding out on them or whatever? But that and the sesame seed brittle, we really enjoy that. We spent a little time in Italy, but I feel like Italy is more restaurants than yeah. stores. It is. It's, um, it's mainly a huge courtyard. Yeah. It's really they what it is. They used to have this Chinese show that we liked in China, but I've not seen acrobats. Now, maybe it only comes at the time no. of year we're not there anymore. It's still there. Oh, because we looked for, like, a schedule for it, and we haven't seen it since we were able to go in the fall. They probably don't run it during Christmas break because oh. of the crowds. Mm. I mean, they just need to move so many people maybe through so. there. Something was starting up there over there when I, uh, when I was there over Thanksgiving break. Because it was about to start, and I, I was debating whether to waste my time watching it. I hate to admit that, but I don't mean waste my time. But, I, you know, I had all the time in the world. Did I want to spend it watching that show or just press on? I decided to press on. Well, if you get a chance, I would encourage you because they do some crazy things. Like mm -hmm. this guy's holding the chair and somebody's sitting on it and then they stand on it. I mean, it, there were some crazy things. We So that's in China. I'm trying to think the American Adventure you've talked about many that's times. Favorites. Um, well, Morocco, don't they do something like that as well? With, or is that France? No, it's not France. Morocco has music. Brad music. played a little blip of that on. Which pavilion has the individuals, do, you know, flipping the bowling pins and standing on chairs? It's right past Morocco. It's right that's, in that area. That's Japan, right past no, Morocco. Okay, well, then it's Morocco then. Maybe. It's, it's got to be. I don't know. Um, never or maybe it is Italy. So maybe we're just breezing through these. Right. Countries. Oh, the last time I went through, I went through every single building. Yeah, I, I can't say that it's something we do every trip. Mike. My husband is more along the lines of world showcases, just eating and shopping, eating and shopping. And I'm like, no, there's there's more behind that. Um, now, my parents, when they go, my dad loves to talk to the cast members from around the world. I mean, my parents have been there hundreds of times, but he love. I mean, he even at any park, he just loves to get to know the cast members. But he especially loves it at world showcase. Like of what course. brought them, you know. What brought them? What do they think about, you know, working for Disney? He, My father is 
somebody who will, and I think I'm kind of the same way, like who will walk up to somebody and just start chatting. And right. that's as much of the experience in World Showcase. Yeah, it is as, cool as to as hear about what they think about over here. Just like when you eat in the Japanese restaurant, the customs that they have where they bow to you. Um, the first time they did that, Joey was really freaked out. He's like, why are they bowing to me? I'm not like royalty because he thinks of that as like a royalty kind of thing. Sure. And um, then when they reset the next table, they would bow at the table, the empty table. They would just bow at like they were blessing it before they went to get the next family to eat there. So just different customs that you get to see. So it's neat to so ask about Joey that. is not diversified. <laughs> no, it's just, you got to admit the first time somebody bows at you, we're not. No, I get it. I get it, it just uh, is a little So unnerving. I found, I have a question uh, that has been answered. You know, I, I kept telling you, next time I hit Disney World up, I'm going to go to the Rose and Crown and pay with pounds. Well, I found out this last trip, they will not take pounds. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. So you have to have American money? Yes, you have to have American money. That's interesting. Or Disney money. But, uh... Oh, yeah. They they will not take pounds, which I found very... I had a whole... I had a lot of it. From what I understood back when Epcot opened, like Morocco, for instance, that pavilion itself is like a piece of Moroccan property. It's, like, considered... So I wonder if they would take Moroccan money there. Wait a minute, just Morocco? Well, uh, that's the one off the top of my head that I think is still like. So they consider the Moroccan soil. Moroccan soil. Really? I, that's I. I could be wrong. I didn't even know they considered way. any of the. But I thought soil. back when it opened, you know, back in '82, that it was some of those pavilions were considered their country's soil. I could be totally off and way wrong on this. Well, good for Disney. They wouldn't have to pay property taxes or anything, right? I don't know. I don't know how they manage that. All right. So let's see here. Second to last uh, item that I want to bring up back in the Magic Kingdom. And we're talking Liberty Square. Everything in it. It's usually a causeway that links Frontierland and Fantasyland together. Do you stop in and, and hang out? You know, I, I actually, uh, you've heard me listeners, I hang out in that area. We do. But I see a lot of people just walk on by. We always eat at that counter service. Harbor House? Harbor House. Columbia Harbor House? That's a, yeah. That's usually that's usually where we stop. Love it. The and food we always go to the second floor and well, we people watch. Second, I pound it. Yep. That's where it's at. Second floor of the Harbor House. Yeah. I don't think I knew that that was there, but yeah. I will have to check that out. Yeah. What? Second, second floor? floor. Rip, that's right. Huh? But I've never eaten at the Harbor House. Oh, you haven't? No. I'm trying to venture each oh, time. I thought, to, you, I thought you'd had. No, no, no. I'm just saying every time we go, I'm trying to make us, and, and the kids want to do that too, try new adventures. But then you get your favorites. Like you love Liberty Tree Garden, which or Liberty Tree Tavern, Tavern, That's another which favorite. is right there yeah. also. Right. And it is amazing, but there's so many amazing places to eat and to get get yourself engulfed in that yeah, genre is. or whatever there you're is. trying to say. Yeah, and it, it's hard to break free when you know, oh, this is really good. How you could go that with, be? You go with what you know all yeah. the time. It's hard. So my best trips have been bringing in that spontaneity. You know, I'm all about being spontaneous. Those have been my best trips. Well, I told you, we did more spontaneous things this time than we ever have before. But we really were consistent on those naps. I, I know people think we're crazy. But if, you, if you're going to be there more than five days and you don't have to pour everything into those right. five days. Right. Or like Chrissy says, you know you're going to go back. So is it worth waiting two hours for a ride when you know you're going to ride that another time when you come back again? You know you're coming back. Those are things sure. that, that we've now discovered. You know, we can live without that. We'll do the things we think we can do and get done. 
and we're still having a good time. We're still spending together time as a family. At, I know Nick asked Brad this weekend, what was his favorite part? And he said, just being in the bubble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That peace of mind. Right. You're not here with all of the outside crazy things that go on in your regular life, and you can forget them for a while. So in Liberty, uh, going back, you know, Liberty Square, you still have, I mean, back there you have Big Thunder Mountain Railroad that's tucked in the back corner, you know. Now, I know a lot of people ride it, but my experience is the last few times I've been out there, the, the crowds seem to be d- dwindling down in that, that back area. You know, bigger Thun- Big Thunder Mountain doesn't seem to be, in my own opinion, quite the ride it, it was a handful of years ago. It's not as crowded. I'd agree. I'd agree. It's easier to walk on that ride than it ever was. Uh, let's see here. We also have, you talked about Columbia Harbor House, Liberty Tree Tavern. We talked about Tom Sawyer Island already. Uh, what else is back there? We have Hall Presence just opened up back there. So hopefully that'll get some guests back into that area. It was crowded with when we were there. Controversy of Mr. Trump. That's one President of my favorite Trump. attractions. And we, Mike and Michael are always very gracious to, quote unquote, let me experience that attraction. Because it is one of my favorites. But it's not a must do for me. Right. I think next time I go out, it will be. Yeah, I think next time I want to see. It's been shut down for so long. Yeah. So number one that I have, and I'm going to wrap this in into a bundle here. So I am I have initially down the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom game, but I'm also going to uh, bundle in the Pirates game as well uh, with the treasure map that they give you, and you go on a treasure hunt, you know, and you get to, with Jack Sparrow and everything else. But those games in general at the Magic Kingdom, I think are often missed. They are definitely often missed, and I can say that I've not played Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom only because in the back of my OCD head, I know if I can't get the special event cards, what's the point? Why, I mean, why am I going to have the whole set minus if I don't get to the Halloween party and get that card? Right. I mean, that's that's just how I am. So I guess I've denied my son that experience. So I've played, I've played both those games. Uh, Colin and I played the Pirates game, it seemed like all day long, because you keep upgrading in maps, just like the Sorcerer game. Sure. I have cards for that game out the wazoo i i'm not gonna say i have every card because i know i don't have every card but i have darn near close to it even the special cards you know the event cards as well but i always make time to at least play it a little bit to be immersed because those games you know when when you've gone so much you try to find things that are new right we're talking about being you know spontaneous and stuff you know pick up where i left off because they'll you can pick up where you left off in the game they have that record you know you go back and they're like oh you were just here uh, six weeks ago or, or a couple months ago or last year, whatever it may be, this is where you left off. Here's your map. Do you need cards again? Well, yes, I need cards. Give me more cards, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And then you, you go from there. But I I really only see one, maybe two families playing that game each trip I take out there, even when I'm playing the game. Oh, wow. So, so. where do you start? I, I honestly don't know where you start that You could that start game. anywhere. It's wherever they choose to start you the very first time around. And you go to the, the various lands. But where do you complete. sign up for it? At the front? Oh, so at, the the park? Fire, at the firehouse. Oh, so okay. right there at guest services uh, in Town Square. So if you're looking down right down Main Street, it's going to be at your 11 o'clock, right? The firehouse. Yeah. You walk right on in. They'll hook you up. It's over by the barber. Yeah, yeah. by the barber shop. Just across the street from the barber shop. Because I know so many uh, people that live in Florida go and get their hair cut there. Which yeah. is a topic for discussion for on the next episode. Okay. I want to talk about. So this pretty much wraps it up. I think, you know, these are 10 items, 10 attractions that are, in, in my opinion, uh, there's there's many more sure. that are yes. overlooked at Walt Disney World. 
Yeah, we could probably do an episode on each park. Yeah, we probably individually. could. Individually. So, you know, talking about the barbershop, that's going to be on our episode, uh, Different Strokes for Different Folks, which a uh, nice segue because that is going to be coming up next. So stay tuned to our next episode. It's going to be Different uh, Strokes for Different Folks, different things at Walt Disney World that... Uh, people like to do that you may call crazy or that people think you're a little crazy for doing as well listeners as always thanks for listening to the number one podcast entertains that space between your ears the mousecapades podcast i think it's about that time people peace and love and pixie dust have a magical day my friends You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at mousecapadespodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.